Everyone look good? Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? It's going good. We're entering week 12. Yeah. Kind of the home stretch here. A couple more weeks till the, uh, till the, uh. Playoffs. 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 Are you making the playoffs out there? Have you been listening? Have you been working? Have you been making trades? Have you battled the war of attrition? Are you staying healthy? Are you getting after Rich, why have you switched it now? Because. It's definitely nutrition. I can learn. I think it's week 13 as well coming up here, isn't it? It is. No, not week 12. Okay. We finished week 12. Yeah. We're through week 12. 12. We're entering week 13. I didn't want to confuse people. 13 and 14. We have two more weeks yeah. to the playoffs. With all these injuries, everybody still have a chance. We're going to talk about those injuries. We're going to talk about them right now. But before we do, let's have a word from our friends at Thrive Fantasy. Now, listen, I know you guys have probably been hearing me talk about Thrive Fantasy now for the last month or so. And you're like, hey, yeah, you know, it's just another ad out there. What, what's that got to do with me? Well, you know, it's, it's got a lot to do with you. If you want to win some money and you're good at fantasy football props, I'm terrible at these things. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying. Yeah. I'm just terrible. Like, like, this is going to be fun. So come take Rich's money. This so is come take my money. I mean, they're going to give you 100% instant deposit with the promo code NERDS. And again, what it is, is you literally just get 20 player props. You either choose 10 out of those 20 player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fancy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points. You win a share of that prize pool. Kind of like all these other... DFS. You keep taking the over on Baker Mayfield, don't you? Oh, no, no. I, I stay far away from that. I stay far away from Baker. And I, and I don't say anyone talking about the Browns. I'm disgusted. I've never been so heartbroken and downtrodden about a football team my entire life. So I don't want to talk about it. Um, but yeah, Thrive, I do want to talk about because if you're better than me, don't even have to be better than me. You just, actually, well, you do have you to do. Money. Yeah. 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 But but if, you, if you want to win, it yes. doesn't take much to be better than me. Let me put that because I don't know how I'm consistently wrong in these things. But right now, you get on Thrive Fantasy, check them out on the App Store, the Play Store, go to their website, thrivefantasy.com. Use that promo code NERDS. They'll give you 100% instant deposit. They have all kinds of giveaways every time you sign up, too. It's just a good, different way to get out there and actually use your knowledge of fantasy football. Because everything we usually promote, it's about, hey, what can you use? In, unless it's Manscaped, um, what can you use that all this knowledge we talk about on a week in week out basis? Because when you play Dynasty, you're way more into f- football than anybody else. Because sure. three sixty five for you, and you study every aspect of it. So use that advantage. Get on Thrive Fantasy. Make some money today. Promo code Nerds. Injuries. <laughs> Let's get into the injuries. Jared was so excited over there. <laughs> I, was I was turned around, so I didn't see him come into the mic. He was, was he was like waiting was for he? a while just right. to get, like because you never fully know when Rich is done. Right. So he he was waiting for a while. <laughs> he was really excited. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> he thought it was Santa Claus behind him. December first out here. He's like ho ho ho. Surrounded by him. Never know when Rich is going to take that last sentence and repackage it and say right. it again. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. I'm, I'm a habitual repackager. Look at me. So injury news. Biggest news, obviously, of the week is Christian McCaffrey. Ankle injury. Obviously, it's going to be pretty bad because he's out for the year. Second IR stint of the year. Talking about guys on that contract, big contract, and then ever since then, he hasn't really played football. It's 10, um, 10 games in the past two years, right? Um, that he's played? Yeah, three last year. Yep. I think seven this year. Yeah, And so, even all of those games, like only like seven of those 10 games are actually full games. Yeah, full games. Yeah, yeah, honestly. So with Christian McCaffrey, you know, 
The consensus for the last couple of years, 1-1 in a dynasty startup at the running back. Um, Jonathan Taylor's overtaking that spot there. What are you guys doing, Christian McCaffrey? What are you, what are you giving an eyebrow look when I said Jonathan well, Taylor's I, overtaking I, that spot? I heard this, the sound effect. I wasn't quite sure where it came from. It was a sneaky the sound compu- effect. <clears throat> oh. The computer. Uh, the computer. Rich yeah. has iMessage uh, on his MacBook. I don't know. Uh, somebody's texting you now. Oh, oh, it's his wife. Oh. <laughs> somebody's texting Oh, oh gosh. Watch, Better answer watch that. Out. Got me. <laughs> Better answer Just that. Damn kids. <laughs> uh, but Christian McCaffrey, the, the interesting thing, I've been seeing a lot of debate on Twitter at, like the past week or so, how we should be ranking Christian McCaffrey moving yep. forward. Because one, he is an incredibly talented player. When he's on the field, when he's playing, he's putting up high teens, low 20s, sometimes even into the 30s of, of fantasy points, which is just absolutely game-wrecking. But on the opposite end, you need him to be on the field to get those points. I, I finally broke. I had him. I, I was keeping him at the 1-1. One, we one. had that debate like three weeks sure. ago or so. Yeah, yeah, I finally broke with the injury, obviously, and the IR status, that he is just – a little bit too unreliable. Obviously, you know, we just broke it down 10 games in the past two years that I, I bumped him down, I think to four or five or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think Saquon has re re jumped him in my ranks. We'll put it that way. Saquon has, a, I'm assuming other players have like Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Yep. Okay. Um, I can't remember who else uh, other than him. Austin Eckler, possibly Joe Mixon. Uh, obviously not DeAndre Swift is out there. I Those think DeAndre all, Swift is another guy that's ahead of him in my ranks, yeah. which is crazy. I don't know if I'd move. I wouldn't move all those guys out of Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he's still even this year banged up his average of 18.2 points per game, which is pretty fantastic. Not, I mean, not on Austin, Austin Eckler's level, not on Joe Mixon's level. Joe Mixon's having a monster year currently Such running back number three on the year. My boy. But when it comes to, I mean, to me, I, I don't have to worry about this because I am not looking to really take, unless it's honestly Jonathan Taylor. Like I'm not even looking to take a running back in the first round. And this is assuming super flex. Right or or are you well, also Superflex, including one QB? Hundred percent, I'm not taking a running right. back in there. Uh, Superflex, it's always a quarterback, usually in the first round for me. Like I just need him. Definitely, we're going to talk about some quarterback situations right. here later. So I need that quarterback. And even in even in a, a one QB league, like I prefer. Like I made a, I had a number two pick this year going into the year, and I just felt really good about him, Saquon. And I didn't like it. I want to take Jonathan Taylor, and I took Saquon number two. When it was over, I was like, oh, I should have done that. And I remember I was texting you guys, like, yeah, I, I should just take work. Justin Jefferson, too. Like, yeah, I, I remember that was who you were really debating. Yeah, and I was like, I know it's a reach here at two, but I have the two pick, and I want Justin Jefferson. And now I wish I would have taken him over Saquon. Or, and obviously I could have taken Jonathan Taylor, but it's like. You would have been happy, but. Anytime I take a running back that early, there's always regret. Because they always get hurt. Their shelf, their shelf life's so much shorter. Now, obviously, if I take Jonathan Taylor, like I'm doing, look at me. Yeah, I'm so smart. You know what I mean? I'm so alive. smart. But again, it's just a gamble. Jonathan Taylor could tear his Achilles tomorrow. I won't put that bad mojo on him, but like he could. Please, yeah, please you don't just, say that. You just did. What do you mean? I mean, every running back is getting hurt. He's like the last one left. Hey, Jared, edit that out where he says Jonathan Taylor could tear the turkey bone wishbone apart. <laughs> Make a wish for all the children. Um, oh yeah, so John, I mean, so to me, like, I'm not, I'm not worried about taking Christian McCaffrey because the same Christian McCaffrey falls to the late first or like two, one, two, two. Like I'm not even looking at him until like right around there. Like if I had like, say I'd pick one eleven, he's there at two, two, like, Oh, Christian McCaffrey at two, two. That's pretty good value. I'll take two good young receivers on the way back right around there. But I don't think I'll take Christian McCaffrey in a first round. But that being said, I think Jonathan Taylor is literally the only running back I would take in the first round of a startup. That's I th- it. I think he. I think he is. He's on an island by himself, partly because of how fantastic he's been, but also because of age. All, a lot of the other running backs in that range are all 25, 26 plus, or been injured, or been seriously injured. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
Uh, I think he really does just stand in a tier by himself, and then it's everybody else. Yeah, I mean, even John Joe Mixon's twenty five. Right. You know, if you're looking for those young guys, it's you know DeAndre Swift who's twenty two. You're looking at Jonathan Taylor who's a little bit older. Najee Harris falls in that mold as well. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, when it just happens all the time. Once you hit that injury bug, we talk about it in the show. We before. talk about it so much. The turnover at that position is just. Un- I mean, it's it. It, no other position is any anything like the, the running back. Close. Yep, it's not even close. They it's just turn cool. over so quickly. It's why I play Dynasty that way. If you get the second contract or you had those multiple years, even if you're in your prime at like 26, 27, I try to sell every, not at 27, it's too late, but when you get 26 as a running back one and you're a running back one, so like say Joe Mixon going next year, mm-hmm. to me that's a hard sell. If you get two to three more years at him, kudos to you, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to get so much more. And it, I'd love playing dynasty and just always selling my running backs and just constantly filtering them in and buying guys like Elijah Mitchell, you know, even me as long-term presence or he doesn't, or usually I would draft Elijah Mitchell. Sure. That'd be my category. Cause I love to draft those, all those running backs where I can, cause eventually they're all going to play right. for the most part. Like if you get a guy who goes in a good situation, he's going to play at some point. Nobody stays healthy at running back all year long. So it, it, it's weary when you do these startups and you have these guys in the first round, you take them. It's like, there's so much, and when you lose your first round pick in a dynasty startup, yep. there's so it's such a setback. The good thing about those those running backs you're talking about, the Elijah Mitchells, they're either going to play, or they're never going to play, and they're so easy to get off your team. It's not somebody that's just hanging around sure. on your roster like this hanging Chad that you can't get rid of. It, it, they're either a late round hit, or they're just not going to play. So you, you can you can cut them after their taxi squad eligibility is up, which also makes that a nice. I think, in in my opinion, a nice ro- a way to manage your roster anyway. So let me flip the script here. Okay. Is this a good time to buy Christian McCaffrey? Because there's going to be a lot of people that are frustrated, like you said you were. He's only 25 years old. He dominates in the passing game. That's where his bread and butter is. So that's where you want those guys. He's more likely going to stay healthy if that is the case. Um, Carolina's offensive line, not good this year. Um, last or week, any year. Last year they were horrendous. Last week they were absolutely horrendous. We saw Cam Newton get neg- me give me negative eleven points in Scott Fishbowl. Thanks, Cam. Appreciate that. He got you negative eleven points. Yeah, still came with the uh, one hundred sixty nine points though. That's mm. what my team is. Yeah, because he went, <clears throat> what five completions or something. Yeah, and a lot of interceptions and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, not good. Negative eleven. Thanks, Cam. Big big win. Um, thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks for camming. Um, do you do you think this is a window to buy Christian McCaffrey? I saw somebody trade. Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry for Austin Eckler. I saw that. Scott Fish tweeted out. Yeah, both of them are for a win now because they were trying to win. They were, wow. That's a hefty price. That's a mighty hefty price. I don't care how bad I want to win a ship. Like, listen, I say do everything you can to win a ship, but don't sell your soul. Wow. That is, um, that's a bit much. Yeah, buy Elijah Mitchell for way less. <laughs> Man. You know? Brutal. Um, you know, I mean, obviously Christian McCaffrey has all the potential to come right back and, and be that asset that he was. He's just got to stay healthy. Who knows if he's going to. So if you're going to get him at some sort of a discount, I don't me, see why that would be a bad buy. Let, I mean, me th- let me throw a couple offers out here and see what you guys think of them. Um, if you're in a dynasty league and you have, you don't have, like you're trying, maybe you have one of these guys in your roster you can't win now and you're just trying to get McCaffrey for next year. I do have some actual trades that have happened over the past couple of days if you're interested. Too. I'm more interested in those. Okay. But I'll give you, I have a, I have a couple guys I'd like to ask All right. you. All right, go ahead. No, oh, you, you want first. me to go no. first? Oh, I'm, not, I'm just not used to that. <laughs> I loved the dead air. <laughs> All right, Christian McCaffrey and a 2023 third for Leonard Fournette and Dawson Knox. So you need to throw a third on top for... 
Uncle Lenny. Yeah, I'll Uncle give you Christian for Uncle Lenny and Dawson Knox. Oh, I'm gonna need a third. Third on top. Give me that sweetener. Um, yeah, I would. I would take Christian McCaffrey. I would take the Christian McCaffrey side. What if well. you're this close to a ship and you just need that running and back? Leonard Fournette looks damn good. Currently <laughs> running back five on a year in PPR leagues, dominating the passing game. I don't see how he leaves Tampa Bay. Um, Still can't do it, though? I Listen, if I had to win a ship, and and that's the best I can get, and Leonard Fournette's one year older, like I, and I'm getting Dawson Knox, who's an upcoming tight end as well, um, I can live with it, but I prefer Christian McCaffrey. But if that's only if I needed a running back to win, I could live with that trade. I could, I would I don't like it, but I can live with it. The 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 visual or I guess the feel of adding a third round draft pick just feels so <laughs> dirty and wrong to me. Really, man. But but like we always say, like a third round pick, I who gives a crap yeah. really? So so and that that I guess really doesn't move the needle at all for me. I would uh, be desperately trying to like obviously I'm sure he tried. I would be trying to get a different running back. Sure. Well, the next one's a similar boat. David Montgomery in two seconds for Christian McCaffrey in that illustrious third. <laughs> Jesus. What is with these third rounds? I'm telling you, dude, this is the time of year where you can get value, right? Like, if you're definitely if you're not trying to win, like, if you're not going to win, right. this is where you reap, you right? Cash you cash in. You, you go out there and you plow those fields because now it's time to sell those crops. Because you get such. I mean, listen, people are thirsty for these running backs. They if are, you have Cordero man. Patterson right now, you're going to get their mortgage paper. You're going to get the deed to their house. You're going to get their third-born son or daughter. Not their first or not second. Not their first or yeah. second. He's not that third. good. Yeah, that good. Third. Um, it's not Jonathan yeah. Taylor. You know what I mean? I mean, there's guys out here that hold value. Guys like James Conner. They hold, you know, like a guy, like, even a short-term guy, Miles Gaskin. You sure. know, like Miles Gaskin. James Conner has 14, value right you know? now. That's yeah, I mean, James Conner 14, so, deserve. yeah, I don't love that. I don't love that either. But it makes my idea. I was going to come to you guys like, hey, if somebody approached you right now and they offered you Javante, Will- uh, Javante Williams for your Christian you know McCaffrey. Him. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, these are way... Now I sound like, yeah, it's a no-brainer. There, there are some that are a little more reasonable. Nick Chubb and Gronk for Christian McCaffrey. Saquon in a first for Christian McCaffrey. Um, I'd rather Saquon in the first. Alexander Madison in two firsts for Christian McCaffrey. Now we're talking. Like, Alexander so Madison there, there are some better firsts. ones, but I, but I was highlighting how ugly some of these Bonkers, deals for yeah. the once untouchable Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Oh, this one's ugly. 23 first in Miles Gaskin. Dude, and I, dude, I love, like, when there's yeah. guys... When guys at one point during that season were untouchable, you know, A.J. Brown falls in this category from the beginning of the year, sure. right? A.J. Brown, Christian McCaffrey. Guys are untouchable to start the year. Become touchable, right? Like, all of a sudden they hit 18, and they're like, hey. Rich. That's gross. <laughs> I said it right away. It's, it's, yeah, it's as soon gross. as that came out of your mouth. I instantly regret We're it. too old for that joke. That's, how, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Being 42, it feels even dirtier. Um, But you know, like, like once you become available, that you can actually get your hands. Stop. Stop. (laughs) Just. just. Don't hang me in my cell. (laughs) I'm a warm. Those are kind of players I want to get my hands on. Gotta love it when players become touchable. Thank you for opening yourself up to me. <laughs> I wanted to grab, I wanted to obtain you for so long. Oh my gosh. But you cost so much. Dalvin yeah. Cook is also going to be missing a few weeks with a, <laughs> Can I get my hands on him? <laughs> an injured shoulder. And he's a yeah. guy uh, that is in a similar spot as Christian McCaffrey, once a top running back. Getting a little bit older. They're both in the same uh, class here. He's only supposed to be out two weeks. 
at most two weeks. I said too. But if what happens if the Vikings lose those two games? They're paying him so much money. He's coming back. He's going to come back. Yeah. This is not his first shoulder injury, though. This is not his first shoulder injury or a plethora of other injuries. Correct. So I can't. I can't remember his time. Wasn't it just last season that he hurt his shoulder? Yeah, he, and it, he's had five. They, he, he's had five shoulder injuries. Five. I, I saw a comparison. It's the same thing. They rested him two games right for the playoffs. He came back and he do, and he just dominated. He mm-hmm. absolutely dominated. So this is something he could play. It's not. I'm not worried about Dalvin Cook. Uh, but guys like that, like said, Chris McCaffrey, like if you obtain Chris McCaffrey right now out of a frustrated owner, or more importantly, somebody going for the ship, like you have to try. You have to dibble where they dabble. Mm-hmm. You know, this is it. Yeah, and and getting back to the Dalvin Cook thing, I mean, this is exactly why we made you know Alexander Madison a, a must buy earlier in the year when he was injured, sure. is for this exact same scenario. So you can just keep that kind of. Uh, Keep yourself afloat for the next couple of games. Yep. Yeah, so Dalvin Cook's going to be out for a little bit. He's going to, you know, obviously he makes Alexander Madison a running back one here potential. Sure. Debo Samuel with the groin sprain. Uh, Debo well, Samuel with the growing strain. Can we can we at least acknowledge the fact that here he is missing a couple back. of games? It's one to which two is, games, it's which not is serious. exactly why I cannot have him as high as as you guys were talking Top a few six. weeks. Juice yeah. is worth the squeeze. Well, you have AJ Brown. He's just he's just as much as Debo. He doesn't play running back. He doesn't play running back, yeah. thankfully, because then he'd be even more <laughs> injured. Did he hurt on the run play? Is that what he hurt at? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't remember. Because he was running, and then he like, just stopped. And then got the field. I think it was a running play. Because he was, was running, running and then he kind of he, stopped. He's had like over. 16 carries over the past two weeks. And I literally so. jumped on my couch. Really my wife effective. was like, yeah. I'm like, Devo, no. He looks like yeah. a great running back. He looks like yeah. a great running back. Yeah. Dude, he's good. <laughs> he's so good. Yeah. He's, so, he's such a dynamic uh, and which sucks because I haven't Scott Fishbowl, so like I need him to come back. Like, man, he come back. This is it's perfect. We missed his two weeks because I'll win this week, or if it doesn't matter, I got a first round bye. So then, when he comes back, I'm ready to play my playoff. Ready game. to go. I can't win without him. Um, DeAndre Swift sprained his shoulder. He's week to week. Zeke Elliott knee injury, but it looks like he's going to be a full goal. They actually came out today and were saying they're going to give him a heavy workload. So that, that was a weird series of events, right? Because they were saying was. they might taper it back. A, a reporter said they might taper it back. And then Jerry Jones was like, no, he's getting the full load. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, which came off really weird yeah. and rich. Like, yeah, you want to put your hands on him? <laughs> Pervy McGurvy? Jesus, man. Could be a kid listening to this show. Um, Darren Waller, knee, strained, IT ban, week to week. Week to week, yep. And the uh, did the, anyone see that? I missed that injury. Missed it. It, it yeah. was yeah. It was during the the Thanksgiving game. Um, it didn't look like anything that big of a deal. I mean, obviously the IT band runs all the way down the outside of your leg, and, right? And so it's much better that it's that than a knee ligament. Exactly. It. it we, I was worried it was going to be much worse, uh, especially with the limping and everything like that. But it, it's going to be a week to week situation. The hard part is. I'd almost, I have a feeling it's going to be like one of those like questionable calls going into the week. And I'm nervous that he's going to be either more of a decoy or only get like a limited amount of snaps. And so it's going to be a tough situation going into playoff season as to how healthy is he is, you know, those always make me a little bit nervous. Zay Jones going to be getting a million targets again. We know Brian Edwards won't. So. <laughs> he's looking good out there. Um, so you might look some different options that might be available. Foster, Foster Moreau, if if he's actually out, could be. He's could, a direct backup. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's there. the way to go. Um, a couple more injuries here before we move on. Jalen Hurts got the foot says kind of unclear at the moment. We don't know what's going to happen with him. So pay attention. J.D. McKissick, he left the game uh, on a cart because of the neck injury. Have you heard anything about that? I haven't heard any update on that. I've heard nothing about that. Obviously, that was 
just okay. last night. So <clears throat> it's for us anyway. I mean, it's it's we we'll probably won't hear anything till Wednesday. He said or that Thursday. Uh, he was seen walking around like celebrating with the team in the locker okay. room afterwards. So that's, that's a good sign. That's good news. Okay. Yeah. Nice. All right, let's move on to another part of the show here. Another step here. Um, At, what? We forgot AJ Brown went to IR. Oh, AJ Brown went to IR, and Daniel Jones going to miss this next this week with a neck injury. Heard it? Uh, no, he's already out. Oh, he's he's announced. been ruled out. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, Glennon's starting. Mike Glennon's going to start neck injury. Heard it in the second series there. Played you know who the doesn't have game. a neck injury? <laughs> Mike, Mike Glennon. Glennon. <laughs> yeah, dude's a brontosaurus. <laughs> it's a lot um, of neck though. He's he's a very he's, he's probably susceptible. susceptible. <laughs> yeah. More than most. Yeah, strong gust of wind with that helmet on. That was mean of us, I'm sorry. That's all right. I don't want to put my hands on him. Um, (laughs) After monster starts. I was about to take a sip of my water. That went down the wrong pipe. Thanks, Rich. You're welcome. (laughs) Both Jamar Chase and Najee Harris have slowed down. What kind of production are we looking going forward? Now, I'll start. Sure. Go ahead. about to say something. (laughs) Um, Why don't you hop in, Rich? (laughs) Did you just ask yourself a question? (laughs) Well, nobody said anything. I'm not going to give you guys dead air again. Listen, if I ask a question and we, one of you immediately don't start talking, I'm going to talk. Like, I have a very big problem with dead air and even people talking for me not to talk. <laughs> so, like, it's hard. Like, I can't handle that. So, right. I just got to talk. Right. So, That's Matt, fair. what do you think? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't have anything ready, Rich. Dead air is coming if yeah, you go to no. me right so now. So, for me, I think I'm Najee Harris. I mean, I think he's going to keep on keeping on. He's, well, you, you know, know, Garrett's not going to be quiet on this question. No, I know he's not. So, that's I, I'm getting first I, here. I'm prepared. Um, you know, he's <laughs> he's the fourth overall. I have him as my fourth best running back for the remainder of the season. That's where I have him. Like, right there with Eckler, Mixon, and Jonathan Taylor. And, I mean, we're going to a guy who's pretty consistent. I mean, we're looking at a guy, he's he, one, between weeks one and three, he was running back, or weeks one and six, he was running back three. Weeks seven through 12, same kind of range. I, I deleted off my sheet where I had him at, but like he's running that range. He's He's been pretty consistent. He, he's currently on a points per game basis. He's, he's running back seven currently. On a points per game basis. Yes. So the big thing with him is, though, is he's a consistent running back. He's going to get all the carries. He's going to get some passes thrown to him. And he's going to be a running back one. And it, whether it's running back four, running back seven, like I can live with that. I, I don't think there's any questions the rest of the year. I think the question is after this year. I think it'll only get better. Like really? Gonna, yeah. Well, it depends on the quarterback come in. Like, I mean, maybe it's Jimmy Garoppolo they bring in. That'd be my guess. Um, but to me, it's it's he's they're go, they, he's a first round pick. They're about to lose Ben Roethlisberger. We don't know the quarterback situation. Pat Fryermuth is coming on to. I mean, the offense is going to run through Najee Harris most likely next year. Like it's he's going to get his touches. And when it comes to running back, that's all I care about. Like just give me the touches. That's all I care about. He's going to be he, this offense throws it a running back and they hand the running back off a ton. They know they got to do something to the offensive line, so look for them to bolster that in the offseason and through the draft. Um, I think he's. I, I understand you. You've been pointing out there that you're concerned. I saw your long Twitter thread about no. too. And you, you kind of cover that right here as well. But to me, I, I'm not concerned. We're talking about a young running back, a first-round pick. He's got the pedigree. He's got the team. He's got the scheme. Like, this is everything I crave. And then I'm not going to sit here and debate, like, back and forth whether he finishes running back six and then Javante, Fat, Javante Williams finishes running back five next year, running back seven. Like, those are all too close for me. You know I mean, like, you're just picking sure. your favorite guy at that point. To me, he's a massive dynasty asset. He's... He doesn't have an injury history. Even go back to Alabama. Sure. He's on a great. He's in a great situation that literally should, of all things, get better next year because Big Ben's got to throw the football. Like he's got to throw the football. Even though he's terrible. Um, 
So I mean, if you have if you have a running back in that situation with no guy like, who's a three down running back, again these guys are so hard to find three down running backs, guys that we even think should be three down running backs that catch the ball well, former wide receivers like Antonio Gibson aren't getting the receptions. This last Josh game Jacobs. had the most receptions. Yeah, absolutely, Josh Jacobs. These guys don't exist. They don't exist. They're unicorns. And we love Javante Williams, yeah, but he's a time, he's been a timeshare running back his entire career. Well, he's a rookie. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. I'm well, to say his entire career well, makes it sound a lot more than like Michael Carter's. Yeah, that's that's that, that's what I was going back to. Oh, college okay. Too. I was yeah. like, I mean, that's like yeah. ten games, twelve and games. I, and I love him. I think yeah. Devontae Williams is in the upper tier of running backs. So too, this is not a, this is not a Devontae Williams tweet, but like I have no concern about Najee Harris. He's one of the top six running backs that I would rather take here in Dynasty. And honestly, when we talked about Christian McCaffrey earlier, when they're both on the board, like you're like, man, this is a guy who's young, no injury history. He's he's Two years, three going to be three years younger than Christian McCaffrey. You know, like he's you're looking that way. I mean, Najee Harris is flirting with first round dynasty startup potential. Sure, that's where he's at, and it's fine point per game basis of where he's at. But I don't. The big thing is I don't expect that to change at all. And if anything, I think he can get more touches. And on top of that, I expect that offensive line to get even better. Like it can't get that much worse. It can't get honestly. worse, right? Um, <clears throat> So, I mean, here, here, obviously, he's coming off his worst game since week one this past week. and But everything in between now and week one, it's all in the upper teens to 20s. You know what I mean? So, he's he's done excellent things as a rookie. Very consistent. I, yep. I think, you know, obviously, next week is against the Ravens. He might have another hard week. But after that, I would consider him, you know, he's going to be startable all the rest of the season. Even, even this week, you know, obviously, against a tough Ravens defense. Because of his usage, because what you're saying, and and I do agree that, um, you know, obviously next year they're going to be turning a page to whether whether it's a young quarterback that they draft or it's a guy that they bring in like Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going to need to rely on the running game and the young tight end, both of which they drafted this year, I think, in kind of a response to the fact that they're going to be breaking in a new quarterback the following season. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Those are the two best friends of a young quarterback or a new quarterback in the system, the, the, the running backs, the tight ends. So to me, it it just makes too much sense that he's going to remain a huge part of the offense. Like you said, um, rich. So I, I agree with you. He is a big time asset going forward. Do I still value Javante Williams? I think, do I think Javante Williams has more upside? I I actually do because I think he's a better Mm -hmm. running back. Um, he's more efficient uh, with the rushes that he does get. And I, I'm sure that's exactly where you're going to go next, Garrett. Sure. Um, but the volume that that Najee is going to get and is getting now is just rare in the NFL nowadays. And so you have to realize that and recognize that, I think, uh, that it's going to be that going forward as well. They want to be able to be a tough-nosed team that relies on their defense and runs the heck out of the ball and beats people up physically. And Najee Harris is the type of guy that will, will get that done. Yeah. So, so I do not want to make any argument that it says that Najee Harris is not a good player yeah. and not a good fantasy asset because he absolutely is. My issue is how highly he's regarded, where most people have him, I would think, in running back for dynasty terms as a top five guy, where I would be closer to the eight to 10 range personally. And one of the biggest reasons is, and, and I put this in the thread, Rich mentioned it before, uh, next season. Ben's gone. Ben's done after this year. There's no, like you're watching him play. There's no way he can continue on after this season. But we've seen a lot of these older quarterbacks, especially towards the end of their careers, Roethlisberger, Breeze, Brady, Rivers, all of these kind of guys, heavy, heavy targets to the running backs, heavy targets. 
there is a high likelihood that somebody not on their roster right now will be the starting quarterback next year, whether that is a free agent, whether that's a rookie. And so the odds of that target share, that, that amount of targets going down seems pretty likely. So I did the math. If he were to average out the top 16 running backs in PPR right now, just take the average. He was averaging over six uh, targets per game, which is second best among running backs, only behind, barely behind DeAndre Swift. Uh, if that were to drop down to average, it'd be closer to four and a half per game. All of these things, the same thing with yardage, same thing with uh, catches. If those were to just drop to average as opposed to absolutely elite, we're now looking at running back 13 this year on a points per game basis versus running back seven, which is a pretty big gap. And I think that's the thing that I have the hardest time with is we have somebody that's not very efficient running the football. And we can say the offensive line's going to get better, but we said that last year that it would be better this year. And they're going to have to do something at quarterback. So they're going to have to draft somebody fairly early at quarterback, which means chances are we're looking at a second round offensive lineman if that's who they decide to take. We've seen that with the Rams, with the Seahawks. We keep telling those teams to take offensive linemen. They don't. So uh, I think in a perfect world, yes, you would get a check down quarterback that's a, a talented player. You would get a, a good offensive lineman all in there. But I, I think we're looking at more of a mid to low range RB1 than this high RB1. And so for me, I think I would much rather capitalize on that value now, take other young guys we like, Dobbins, uh, Javante, whoever, and get stuff on top of it because you absolutely can. Yeah, I, I disagree. Um, I know. Uh, wholeheartedly. And I think Pittsburgh, the rumor is Pittsburgh's not looking to draft a quarterback this year. They're actually looking to get a veteran. So look for a guy like Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, but if that happens, the they're not improving their offensive line because they're giving up all their draft capital to get those guys. Well, if they, if they have to trade for those guys. Right. And, you're, and you're right on that point. But maybe for, you're not going to give it up for Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he'd thrive there. Um, you mentioned what if they cut back his uh, his PPR points. I mean, what if they cut off Christian McCaffrey's hands? Like, he's, he's worthless, too. I'm not worried about that at all because it's this, based on the quarterback, though. It's it's not based off the quarterback. It's based off the scheme and the system that they run, which is what they we run. Saw the difference it, in Jameis Winston and Drew Brees just this past James year. Winston and Drew Brees. That's a completely different team. Well, I'm talking about it's like they're the same thing. Mason Rudolph was in there when Ben missed time. Um, this team going back of Mike Tomlin's entire coaching <clears throat> career has got the running back involved in the passing game. It's why I love but Ben Roethlisberger has been the quarterback the entire time. No, Mason Rudolph's been the quarterback sometimes, and Duck Hodges has been the quarterback sometimes as well. I, like three I, guys, games. I think I think the point is it can work either way. I think I think I because because we've seen it before. We've seen Philip Rivers turn Naheem Hines into a, a, PPR a PPR gold running back, and then when he's gone, he's not anymore. He's just it, it, totally top, yeah. top target top running backs who've received the most targets. DeAndre Swift's number one is Jared Goff. Najee Harris is two. Austin Eckler's three. With Justin Herbert. Uh, Fournette's four, Gaskin with Tua, five, J.D. McKissick, six with uh, whatever his name but is. I, I also think those, ta those targets come with a purpose because you're schemed for it because you could do it well. So I think you're schemed for that as well. There's a reason Austin Eckler schemed in the passing game because he excels in it. There's a reason Nigel Harris is schemed in the passing game because he could do it well. He could run routes. He's got good hands. So I don't think you stop doing it. He does it well. Going back to your argument of... Well, you know, he's seventh and you know, he's he's seventh overall in points per game on average with his eighteen point two. Well, he's only point four points behind Cordero Patterson. That's probably not a long term play there. He's he's a point behind uh, Joe Mixon, essentially a little bit, a little bit more than a point, a little bit more point than Alvin Kamara. When it comes to a dynasty startup, would you have Alvin Kamara or Najee Harris? 
Because I would take Najee Harris. I mean, I, I, it's close. I mean, I think for the long term, you have to look Najee for the dynasty long term yeah. value. Same thing. Yeah. And another two guys ahead of him besides so Austin Eckler is averaging two twenty two point one over his eighteen point two. Jonathan Taylor twenty three point seven. Obviously, he's a clear choice. And then there's Derrick Henry twenty four point two. And Derrick Henry and Najee Harris with those years combined in the major injury, like they're pretty close too here in uh, the usage. So to me, I think Nash, when you said running back eight in the startup, like I completely disagree. Like I would take him over Nick Chubb. This is from a diehard Browns fan. You know what I mean? Just because of the usage and Kareem Hunt's going to be there next year. Dalvin Cook, getting a little bit older. I'm out on that age. I'm taking Najee Harris over him. Um, I, I consider DeAndre Swift ahead of Najee Harris. I would take Jonathan Taylor ahead of uh, Najee Harris. I would consider Austin Eckler ahead of Najee Harris because of his involvement in the passing game, but they're close. Him and Joe Mixon are really close for me. Still Christian McCaffrey, still in that wheelhouse there. But that it's not that's about it for me. First six guys. The first round fifth year option is really important too. Exactly. So to me, like I, it's it's all of that combined that makes him a huge dynasty mm-hmm. asset to me at the running back position. Because again, I just want guys on that first contract that are young. That's what I want. That first contract and young. And he's got the extra year, which gives him a bonus. That like Jared said, it gives him a bonus to me. So and again, we're splitting hairs here, Garrett. Like you know, you're saying about eight, I'm saying about five or sure, six. Yeah, you know we're, I mean? like we're, we're splitting at, hairs, but like I think, I, that, but that's the difference between somebody that would be buying him and somebody that would be selling. Him. And I'm just not looking to sell unless, again, unless I get back some like return that I love, like one of those guys I mentioned. Like, are you giving me more? But like, I just don't see in a real world dynasty aspect unless the guy's a huge, massive Steelers fan. Sure, that that's going to happen. You know so I mean? if you were offered. You know, from a contender right now, and you're you know more of a rebuild. Would you take J.K. Dobbins in a first for Najee Harris? And I wasn't a contender. You're not a contender. So J.K. Dobbins, yeah, I would take that deal because I think those are the types of things that that I'm looking for. Yeah. If I have Najee Harris as a young running back that I like, that might not offer something to a contender right now, but you know, I can I can give up Najee Harris, but still stay young at the position. I can live with that risk again. You know, when you give up a guy who I consider a top six asset at the running back position in Dynasty, that mm-hmm. holds great value. Um, we talked about this by a text before. I was like, dude, I think there should just be like a number skewed for like younger running backs where their value, even though you rank them differently, for trade value, they, they should get bonus points just sure. because there's so few of them and they're so in high demand. Like you'd always get a little bit more. So like it's why I flip them all the time. It's literally why I trade my running backs all the time. So it depends on what I'm getting. Like J.K. Dobbins comes with some risk assessment. Absolutely. You know I mean? Hasn't really played yet in the NFL. Right. He had, a, he had a, a season where he shared time and then he's been injured. So, like, if you give me him in a first, yeah, because I like, I like that system mm-hmm. for J.K. Dobbins. But, like, again, when you start talking guys, like, you know, go down different. Antonio Gibson in a first. Like, that's pretty close, you mm-hmm. know, to me. Like, I, I'd, I'd probably do that deal too. But, like, there's not many guys out there that, like, and that's the thing. Is the guy with Antonio Gibson offering you a first? No, he's not even going to offer the Gibson in the first. You know what I mean? Like, he's he, probably just going to keep Gibson. It depends. I, I don't know. Uh, it, some a, people don't trust Gibson as much. Some right. people do. That's what that, I, when you said that, you were, you were like, it, it wasn't a, a slam dunk in my head, um, you know, with Gibson and a first for Najee Harris. I think I would keep Najee in that instance. Yeah, I would keep Najee too. Yeah, okay. That's I thought saying. you were saying you would trade. You no, would no. Trade with I said like he used Dobbins in Dobbins in the first. I'm like, yeah, I'd do that. And you do that. I would do that. But Gibson, you're saying in a first, you would not. I'm a little bit more hesitant. I wouldn't. I don't think. I mean, I, would I was do. getting offered. I was getting offered. Uh, we went, remember that trade last week? Went over on the Nerdhead episode. Like I was getting offered DJ Moore, right? Josh Jacobs, yeah. Leonard Fournette for Najee in the first. And I was like, oh, that's just not enough because like these guys in the right opportunity in the right window 
you can get that crazy haul of like Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey. Right. Right? Like he got that for Austin Eckler. Maybe I can get Christian McCaffrey. Like if I get Christian McCaffrey plus for Najee Harris, I'm doing that all day. You know what I mean? Like any, and that's the point difference for me too. Like any running back is sellable. Jonathan Taylor, he's sellable to me. Like I would sell him. It would take a lot. It would take a lot. And here's the thing. Receivers, you can always get pretty fair value for the most part. Running backs is the one position in quarterback and superflex mm-hmm. where you can literally just grease, ransom. grease those cheeks. Just <laughs> grease them up because I'm coming in. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Let's move on off that uh, category. There's another here, another rookie you want to uh, bring up here, right? Well, I, we want to talk about the position as a whole, but we could we could specifically bring up Mac Jones if we wanted to. But No, no, no. Not Mac Jones. We're not talking about that position. We're talking about the receiver, I thought. Jamar Chase, right? Oh, we, we talked so long about <laughs> Najee Harris that I totally forgot we were talking about Jamar Chase. Well, we have time, Jared. Thirty six minutes. Woo. Okay, so we gotta get Chaser and then go to ads, then we'll go we'll bump down to here. Yeah. Okay, so go. so Chase over the first seven weeks, absolute monster. He's slowed down his production lately. Are what are we what are we looking for long term? Is he closer to the guy he was the first seven weeks, closer to the guy that we see right now, somewhere in between? What are we thinking on Jamar Chase? I mean, I think I think he's had a, a rough few weeks, but I think he is probably closer to the guy that we saw at the early, earlier portion of the season. He's a rookie. I mean, there, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be times when it's not looking as pretty as, as their ceiling probably is. Um, so he's got so much room to grow as a wide receiver also, which – you know he has all the talent in the world to get there. So I, I'm, I'm, I totally think his ceiling is the first seven games of the season. Not, yeah, I got not some, what we've seen. I got some info too. One, Ooh, of benefits, on one of the benefits of owning the number one dynasty site in the world is uh, you got some good analytic people to give you some information. There you go. It's like I'm, I'm like Al Michaels with a stat team in my ear in the background. <laughs> you know. So um, like Matt mentioned, or you mentioned in the beginning of the year, he was wide re- between uh, weeks one through six. He was wide receiver five. Over the last second half of the season, weeks 7 through 12, he's wide receiver 19. So he's become a mid-range wide receiver, too. I still have him as my number two overall dynasty player mm-hmm. just because, I mean, Tim and Tyree killed, but I'm taking the youth and I'm taking the combo. And like Matt said, he's a rookie. Yep. From our great Cameron Copeland, who's our analytics team, he sends me this. Jamar Chase has averaged 38 receiving yards and a half a touchdown per game over the last four games. While he averaged 107.7 yards and point. Eight six touchdowns over the first seven weeks. That seven week pace was truly unsustainable. But the thirty eight receiving yards trend certainly will not be the new norm either. Every receiver has down games. While Cincinnati is twenty seventh as a team in total air yards, Jamar Chase is fourth in average depth of target behind only Cortland Sutton, Devontae Smith, and Tyler Lockett for receivers with sixty or more receptions, with seven and a half targets. Per game in his rookie season, the lack of team air yards is a useless stat since Chase gets a majority of the deep work. So I think it's just a, a small little, you know, hiccup here for Chase. It's just, and look, his hiccup is wide receiver 19. That's his hiccup. Sure. Yeah. His down game is a mid-range wide receiver too. He's still a massive dynasty asset. Like I'd have no problem taking this guy number two overall in a dynasty startup one QB at all. 
Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm much uh, on the same boat as well. I, I don't think much has changed overall. Uh, we, we expected him to come down, or people should have at least yeah. expected him to come down from that. Every week he was scoring a 30-plus yard touchdown catch. That's just, that's just not going to happen. It's only a matter of time before defensive coordinators make an adjustment. They don't let you get wide-ass open down the field, right. and they throw a safety over, they roll them over, right. and all of a sudden you're, you're double-covered downfield. You're so not making I, a big play. I really think, I think the question comes down to because – by no means, I think you would be crazy if you thought like, oh, now he's going to suck. He's a bust now after these four games and he's not going to be good anymore. It was just a fluke. No, he's still going to be really good. The question is, is he a top five receiver good today? Oh, yeah. Or is he more of a low end wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two? Because I don't think anybody's going to go much lower than that. It, he, right. For me, he's he's right up there. I mean, he's in there with Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson. I could make an argument for him. Why he's the number one overall receiver, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in dynasty. I mean, these are guys that I absolutely love. So me looking here at some of these guys. Oh, I just lost my pace uh, place here. Sorry, excuse me. You mentioned this like influx of like young receivers, right? Like, right. so where does he fall into those lines? Because there's a ton of these guys out here. I mean, look at where we're at right now in the dynasty landscape. Before we go, I just want to take a quick here on this. I just want to give everybody a realization of guy. You're talking about targets in dynasty. Like, who do you want to trade for? Right? We always mention young wide receivers, young wide receivers. I've never seen this much of an influx of young talent at the receiver position in my entire existence of playing dynasty, which is almost 20 years. Right now. For the second half of the season, because you know, when you talk about rookies, I don't want to even count the first half. But from week seven through twelve, rookies only. Week seven through twelve, currently wide receiver three overall, Elijah Moore. Currently wide receiver five overall, Jalen Waddle. Currently wide receiver nineteen overall, Jamar Chase. Currently wide receiver twenty one overall, Devontae Smith. That is one, two, three, four. Four receivers that are top 21, so top wide receiver twos. Two of them are top five fantasy receivers in their rookie year. Second year receivers, where do they stand right now? Currently wide receiver eight overall. Over to, again, weeks seven through 12, Justin Jefferson. Wide receiver nine, Michael Pittman Jr. Wide receiver 17, Darnell Mooney. Wide receiver 22, Brandon Ayuk. Wide receiver 23, T. Higgins. Wide receiver 27, Van Jefferson. So Van Jefferson's the only per, he's the only receiver who's a second year receiver mm-hmm. due to injury is a wide receiver three. And there's other guys that we would expect to be in there like Ceedee Lamb and you know we've had some stuff going on there and different things like that. So there's some other talented players that I, I should probably, normally be. I actually, there. I think I missed probably Ceedee Lamb. Um, let me see where he is. is. That points per game or is that total points? No, that's where they stand as total receivers. So it's with buys everything where they're currently wide receivers in PPR. I think he had a buy in. He missed a game too, didn't he? So yeah, so he's so he, that's uh, why. yeah he's been out. I think he had that's right. He missed some games, so that's why he wasn't on my list. So it's, right. I did miss him. So see, and so yeah, so Ceedee Lamb did include him in there. So Ceedee Lamb, so normally would be somewhere in there. We have one, two, three, four, and he's just five, missing by the six, way. He's thirty eight, seven, eight, nine, ten. We so we if we swap out Van Jefferson, who's wide receiver twenty seven, with Ceedee mm-hmm. Lamb, we have eleven wide receivers that are second year or younger that are top. Wide receiver twos or better. We have we have one, two, three, four, and I'm gonna count Lamb Lamb this too. Five. If we count Lamb this way, we have five second year receivers or younger that are wide receiver ones. Yeah. That are wide receiver ones. Half 
of the 12 wide receivers are second year or better. This is where in a startup where you want to invest your draft capital. Well, and the crazy part is, if we take it one more year out, you get to add Debo, AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin. Like, I saw like, him. Hey, I saw wait him, till dude. next year. Uh, and we have more. another good class. I put out a tweet uh, a few few days ago that we've never had three years in a row where we've had at least five first round wide receivers, and I think this year we finally get that third year. Dude, you got Dan. Yeah, I mean, look at these guys. If you if you add even younger, right, and you want to go to that third year, guys are say like twenty five and under at the receiver position. You're adding guys in there, um, like you mentioned, Debo Samuel. You got Deontay Johnson. You got AJ Brown, who's still currently wide receiver sixteen after going IR. You got Terry McLaurin on there. DJ Moore, wide receiver twenty four. There's never been such an influx and, of and DK receivers. Metcalf would normally be in there too if it wasn't all the stuff going on for us. And you mentioned yeah, even DK Metcalf. On it. <laughs> it's wild. So to me, like this is where like if I was in a startup today, I am so I would just gobble all these guys up and have a three wide receiver corset of guys that are top 24 wide receivers that are under the age of 25. And I would build my entire team around them and dominate for, for a very long time and fill in those spots at running back and grab guys like Elijah Mitchell way later. And then in the fourth round, I'm grabbing, you know what? Even in the fourth round, I'm probably not even grabbing my first running back. I'm probably grabbing the best tight end available, which is going to be an elite one. Most likely there in round four and then round five, I'm gonna grab my first running back. Round six, grab my quarterback. Round seven, eight, running back, running back. And then guess what? When I hit round nine, there's still a ton of receivers left. And that's where I get the veterans for value. But I have never seen in my existence of playing fantasy, or more importantly, dynasty fantasy football, this influx of such young, forget talented, extremely talented players, but more importantly, above all, the hell of talent, Fantasy football they're players producing, they're producing. Yeah, they're they're producing produ- guys. It's what a like what a pleasure to be playing dynasty right now. It's wild. You know what I mean? Like this, it, it blew my mind seeing how high these guys ranked the second half of the season. And I and I'm gonna see how they finish. But some of these guys didn't play. Like Elijah Moore didn't play early. And that's even mention guys haven't even playing time. Like Rashad Bateman. Right. You know, we're not mentioning Marquise Brown in his third year. I didn't mention him as a third year. Rondell Moore, Chase Claypool, Chase, Chase Claypool. Claypool. You know, there's. There's a lot to be thankful for. <laughs> Is this lot. Thanksgiving all over again? <laughs> it's a lot to be thankful yeah, for. Deontay Johnson, you didn't mention either. I he mean, did. Oh, did he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Snuck so, him in. Missed and, it. And, and I, Real quick. Obviously, we're running out of time. Talk, so we talk so much. We can't get into this. <laughs> um, but I will say this, because we're going to talk about this one question. Let's get into our, ad, our, our, our sponsors here for a minute. But like, I had a complete opposite look at the running back quarterbacks. I was like, damn Yes, it. it's the complete opposite. And I was like, in Superflex, I was like, dude. All these guys are supposed to be like this young, talented quarterbacks coming to the league. We're like, dude, where are they all going to go? Like, what a, what a mystery. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I have no idea what's going on. It's like a potpourri bag of, 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 co- of, of what kind of, what kind of potpourri, Rich? A poot, poop, poopery, poopery, capital O, capital, capital P, capital O, capital T, then lowercase T. Pottery, pot, it is. Pottery. All right. Oh, I'm pottery. Like, yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm like that guy in the Ghost movie, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I couldn't. I couldn't think of his name fast enough. Dang it, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. R.I.P. Yeah. Yes, Come here, Demi. Move my arms around you. <laughs> All right, let's go in our ads. 
<laughs> smooth transition. <laughs> Before that, make sure you guys are, are subscribed to our YouTube channel to catch our video from form of the show. Again, we do this. You know, if yeah. Joe Rogan can do it, we can do it, right? Like, hey, Rogan, we're what just do you as do? good as him. We're like, hey, Joe Rogan's got sure microphones. We got. We're gonna buy sure microphones. <laughs> um, sure. Just are. wait till we get his, their uh, sure the stands. Are. Oh yeah, you see, look at our microphone stands we're using now because we're about to change those out. There's one Rogan got too. So. <laughs> Love you, Rogan. Um, so make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Love we got you, unique. We got unique, unique content Shut coming up. there. New content dropping on YouTube with prospect film breakdowns. We got our weekly sneaky starts up there, and other new shows and videos coming soon. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at Dynasty Nerds, and join our Dynasty Nerds Facebook group. Where, dude, we have over. 13,000 members on there to talk Man, dynasty that every thing just keeps growing. single day. Do you remember when we made that banner for like 5,000 people uh, a year ago? <laughs> yeah, we busted that thing. We busted that thing out. We were like, wow, that's yeah. out of date. All right. <laughs> yeah. That, so, dude, and then, let me tell you this. In that Facebook group where there's over 13,000, it's like 13,500 members, if you mention a redraft question Ooh. or if you mention anything whatsoever that's not dynasty related, Ooh. That thing gets reported You're faster than trouble. anything. My, my little thing, like, dude, report, report. And I'm like, yeah. they're like, eight people report this. I'm like, what is it? I'm like, oh, in my redraft league, uh, this guy's hurt. Dude, out of the, out, out. So make sure you get in there too. Now let's talk about our friends over at my bookie. So we talked about earlier, like money, like, Hey, what are we going to do to make money? You know, with all my football knowledge, what about my bookie? It's not every day you could double, double your money, but with my bookie, you double your money instantly. Thanks to a double deposit bonus for all new users using a promo code nerds with my bookies, double deposit bonus. When you sign up at mybookie.ag and use the promo code nerds, you'll instantly instantly receive double your initial deposit so you can kickstart your betting experience with all the best games, leagues, and casino options to choose from. That's right. With my bookie, you just don't get a bet on football. You can bet on any sport possible. Somebody's out there playing tic-tac-toe professionally, you can bet on that bad boy. Cricket? Cricket. Hey, cricket, stick it. You know, get it. Um, what about snooker? Or snooker? Snooker? Oh, I got what it. Is it? What is it? Like first the, word that came ahead. The darts game? game? game <laughs> what is that? Snooker? It's like snooker, something like that. Uh, I only learned about it on Ted Lasso. Stop, t- stop trying to sell me your sex. I'm trying to do an ad. Uh, yeah, and the, all the casino games. That's where it's at. It's, it's casino games, too. You go in there and play some blackjack. My bookie, they're going to give you free money to play there. You got tons of games coming on here right now. The you know, Patriots are hot. You want to put your money on them. This is an opportunity where you get up to $1,000 for free using that promo code NERDS. And that's a big thing, free. I mean, it is the season to be given. They're giving you cash. And if you're good at it, you just ride that out and cash out the original getting more deposit. cash, so, right? That's right. Promo code nerds, free money up to $1,000. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime that's with my bookie. I was thinking about this the other day. Last season, I really wish I would have known about Prediction Strike early in the year. I think I learned about it late in the season. But I wish I would have known about it early in the season because I was I was on the Jonathan Taylor train. Do you remember how bad it looked for like the first six eight it was weeks there? Horrible. It was really bad. He was you running an offensive lineman. Oh, he he just probably looked, like thirty six cents. I, can you Terrible. imagine if I would have just bought like a hundred Jonathan Taylor shares where they would be right now? I'd retire. They'd retired. Yep. It We'd be talking Bitcoin to a gazillionaire. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Taylor they Coin. They're calling that on the on the pot, uh, the broadcast this week. JTTTD. JTTTD. <laughs> That yep. sounds like you could slip up pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but as Calm much as I rich. wish that I would have gone out and gotten JT stock last year around week eight, 
You can do that right now with players that you believe in that maybe aren't performing up to expectations or guys that you think are good and are only going to get better. You can do that at predictionstrike.com. It's just like the stock market. You can buy, sell, trade shares of players just like they were stocks. Best of all, you can go online or you can download the app and sign up now with promo code DYNASTY and you receive a free share of any player you want. With your first deposit of $20 or more, that is promo code DYNASTY to receive a free share of any player with your first deposit of $20 or more. Dynasty. Dynasty. My license plate. Um, <laughs> so, and it really is. It, is. it really, it really sure. is. Dynasty was taken, so I had to go Dynasty with a Z. Um, <laughs> so, guys, with we, we mentioned the quarterback. Yes. You know, it, it just looks bad across the board. And with so many quarterbacks mm-hmm. even struggling, guys like Russell Wilson not playing well, is there any running backs we think here that we could buy low on? Like or quarterbacks. Tra- quarterbacks, I'm going to say. Who we, who we could buy low on here? I have a couple good names on my list here. I like Tyler, Taylor Haneke for the Washington football team. I think he's a good, cheap option. It has mm-hmm. the potential to be the long-term option for Washington football team. Second half of the season, week 7 through 12, he's quarterback 13 overall. He had a bye week in week 9 too, mind you. But he's quarterback 13 overall. If you go over the last three weeks, he's quarterback number nine overall. Give me a quarterback one number. So I think in a super flex league or or just a regular uh, – in a one QB league, I mean, what's Taylor Heineken co- costing you? Heineken? <laughs> uh, he's got to be pretty cheap, man. If you could – you could probably wrangle him off another team for about a fourth-round draft pick, I would think. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have the Heineken. <laughs> Uh, somebody's like, hey, I'll give you a Heineken or a fourth. I'm like, give me the Heineken, dude. Give me the beer. Uh-huh. Unless I just woke up and brushed my teeth. Ugh. That'd be uh, but, you know, so far this season, we've had Mahomes has had really up and down. He's starting yes. to turn the corner. He's still, hopefully. Is he quarterback one overall? He's, uh, he's still fantastic. But yeah. do, do, you, do you remember the narrative like two weeks ago? No, I no, I remember. The, here's why I said it. I think like two weeks ago, the narrative was bad. And I looked at it. I was like, oh, Pat Mahomes is quarterback one overall. Like, what the <laughs> Who wrote this narrative? What is this? <laughs> this uh, narrative stinks. <laughs> Dak Prescott has had a lot of up and down games. Lamar Jackson just came off a four interception game. Kyler Murray's been injured for like ever. It feels like it, it, all of these quarter. I mean, Russell Wilson, you mentioned him. He's I think looked, Russell Wilson is the guy that's an easy buy in my book. Um, but go ahead. No, no, no. no. Yeah. But I, I just I was throwing pick. that all out. But, but tell us why, because the hard part is we, we say sometimes, go buy these players, but is there actually a buy window? Or are you still having to pay the same amount you would have had to pay at the beginning of the season? In a super flex league? We're going to talk yes, super flex. Yes, it has right? to be super flex. Right. No, I just think Russell Wilson, I mean, you could say, hey, the age, the, there's uncertainty about his future, where he's going to be. Those are all the things that I think could drive his price down a little bit. And the fact that he's not playing well right now also. But he, he rushed back. He's not. He's not fully healthy right now. You can tell that he's sailing. He's sailing throws. Mm-hmm. He looks like Baker Mayfield out there, just throwing over guys' heads and all sorts of stuff. You, you the can, finger is not right. The accuracy right. is not right. He's, he's not what he's going to be next year. I, you know, the only reason you buy him, I think, in in this this season is for next season. You're not going to get. I don't think any top top notch play out of out of out of rust this year. Um, so you're buying them for next season. I'm sorry for my distraction. Jared's over here and we have a league that works like a college football league. And he just got one of my players to flip to his team and he's bragging. And I knew this was going to happen and it happened right in the middle. He's of a five star recruit. So he's the number excited. one wide receiver prospect. And of course, Jared took him. Gotcha. Screw you, Jared. Continue. Sorry, Matt. 
No, I lost my train of thought, I was guys. Pumping back here. I lost about, my train of thought, guys. About, Russell Wilson. Talking about Russell Wilson, who's quarterback number six overall last year, who's now obviously having a a a, a down year. Right. Yeah, he's down in. I mean, gosh. Well, in a super flex league, what are you paying for Russell Wilson? Right what do you would you would you? I mean, I guess two two first is easy for me. I'm not paying two first for Russell Wilson. I I, I think he, you definitely. Wouldn't? I'm going two first. Nah. He, he's gonna. He's 33 years old. He's he. What if he ends up? What if he ends up in Denver next year? Well, if Chris McCaffrey gets his hands cut off, why is that? Why is that a, is that a thing? Again? Why is that a thing in this show? <laughs> do, do you know something that I don't I mean, know? He's been about injured Chris a lot, McCaffrey's but that seems hands. like a very severe injury. Pulling that wishbone apart too hard. No, no. Um, you, do you know what I mean? Like he, he'd be going from an offense that, for all, he goes to Denver uh, for all intents and purposes has has hampered him in his yes. growth and he still produced there yeah. at, at pretty good numbers. Denver would be interesting. Pittsburgh yeah. would be interesting. Right. If he switches spot with Aaron Rodgers and goes to Green Bay, he'll be inter- like I think he's going to be interesting almost anywhere he goes. And even if he stays put, yeah, he's going to be uninjured Russ Wilson. If I'm like a contender, I'm paying two first for Russ, yeah. I guess. Cuz even a few weeks ago, we were paying two for Sam Darnold. We better pay two for Russell Wilson. <laughs> oh, don't That's, bring up some old stuff there, literally Garrett. All, literally one of the all-time worst things we've ever said on the show sure. in eight years. Literally, the, I, I'll not, that makes me sick to my stomach <laughs> we even said that. Like, it's just... I'm seeing ghosts right now, guys. Can we move on? <laughs> but it's the same guy who traded uh, Monty Ball straight up for Le'Veon oh, Bell. Rich. His rookie year. We also traded uh, Eddie Lacy for DeAndre Hopkins. Giggity, giggity, giggity. Mm-hmm. There you um, go. Yeah, so I, I get he's worth two first for a contender, but at the same time, it's like I don't I feel dirty doing it. Do you? I feel like that's a safe bet. Like you you know exactly what you're going to get. It's not you don't know what you're going to get. That's the whole problem. Like he's a good quarterback, but right now we have no idea where it's going to be next year, and like you have no idea what's going on. Do There's, we do we anticipate a situation where it gets significantly worse? Um. I don't know. Is there is there a team that want, like runs the ball more? Is he going? Well, to the, to is he going to the Browns? I mean, Ben Roethlisberger a few years ago was had the most of pass attempts, so I think they would utilize him. True word to your daddy. Um, yeah, so not a, not a bad one, not a bad one. I, I, I mean, I don't hate that one. Let me put it that way. I just, I don't feel Here, like, here's the one that I would feel worst about. Here we go. This this would be I would be on Team Rich if this happened specifically. Otherwise, I'm on Team Matt. Uh, if you went to like the New York Giants. Then I would be like, yeah, I'm out. Oh, that hurts my butt. I'm out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I, yeah, I'd be a little Why would anyone, one. sorry. Why would anyone that had a choice go to the Giants? <laughs> but Give if me a break. But what about this guy? So why pay two first for Russell Wilson when you could buy Kirk Cousins for way less? Oh, I thought you meant for the same price. I was like, no, I mean, Kirk Cousins is always cheap. Everybody's trying to get rid of him. For sure. Um, he had his buy week seven. So let's go from week eight on, right? Over the last. Five weeks, Russell Wilson or Kirk Cousins. Where do you think he is without looking? Where do you think Kirk Cousins is? Since his tie, top three. He's quarterback three overall. Yep. Since week eight, waited week eight on. So like, I, I had already looked, already knew. Oh, so so. <laughs> I'm not as smart as so, I saw. But he's top eight overall. He's I top mean, eight overall. Yeah. So what I'm saying is like same age bracket, right? Mm-hmm. Um, would you rather Would you rather pay two first for? Russell Wilson or pay one first for Kirk Cousins. I think I think if you're a contender, go for the one first because that's what I'm saying. That's I that's mean, you're easy. For Russell Wilson just just for this though. season, yeah, absolutely. No, I'm saying you can trade for Russell Wilson regardless. I think. No, no, no. I'm saying if it's just me this season, I'm fine 
one first, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like, and staying out of that 23 class and keeping my first. You know what I mean? Like, that's the problem. I think you can trade for Russell Wilson whether you're a contender or not. Oh, okay. I agree with that. Yes, um, I wouldn't Because trade, he's I, young I enough be. that you're going to get five more years out of him easy. He's, sure. wor- he's worth two firsts and a serve flex. I'm not arguing that. Okay. I'm just not a player that I would feel comfortable paying two firsts for. So, so. so the interesting thing is we've, we've seen a lot of the top guys struggle this year, more so than we've seen in past years. We have one of the top guys missing in Deshaun Watson. Yeah. But then on top of it, all of the rookies, with the exception of potentially Mac Jones, have not performed well. And even a lot of the other young guys that we thought could take a step forward haven't done well. I mean, is this the worst quarterback landscape we've seen in the past five years, eight years? It looks like a dirty bird. I mean, there's so much mystery. There's so... There's been such an influx of youth as well. We've got so many young quarterbacks, and no, besides Justin Herbert and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, essentially. Patrick which, Mahomes. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. <laughs> we have about six or seven that we feel good about. I know, but like, and that sounds like a lot, but in Superflex, it's not a lot. Well, you need a minimum of 24 for everyone to have the starters thing. Listen, we were just talking about yesterday or last week, Jalen Hurts. Are we are we reversing course after this crappy past week and, and the injury to the ankle that that now he doesn't have a future? Are we not including him as a young quarterback that we can I, I don't think much has changed for me after this week. It was it was one weird week. I, I'm not changing too much no, on it. I still feel the same about him. And there's other guys there. I mean, Matt Stafford. But I think, I think, I, I don't, was it an omission or Burrow. do you guys not want to include him? Cause you, cause we don't I, really I don't know. think he's super, like, he's not the safest guy ever right. for sure. I mean, even somebody that's played decent at times, Tua isn't safe. Baker 80, hasn't 80, played well. He's not safe anymore. Tua like, 80% in the last two games and they're on a four game winning streak. But would you, would you feel safe with Tua? That's the tough part. Like I like Tua. I'm I have start, him on several rosters. I'm starting to feel safe. They, yeah, I'm starting to feel pretty safe with Tua too. I, 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 I a have lot better too. But I have Tua in Superflex. I have him in one QB as my second quarterback, and I'm starting to feel safe. What I was everything look, goes away though. Earlier in the for season, Deshaun Watson. Earlier in the season, I would. I still. I, They're out on Watson now. He's, the Tua's look too good. Earlier in the season, just like just like probably the Miami Dolphins, I, I was looking for other options at quarterback in both of those scenarios, in the one QB league as my backup and, and in Superflex as a, as a potential starter. But as the season has gone on and now that he's back from injury and he's looking this good, I'm, I'm starting to not. And I'm, I'm guessing there's going to be a point where they're starting to not also. They're on a four-game winning streak. I, mean, I, I agree, but I'm just, that was just to the point of like there are so many guys that are not lock solid safe. Like even Ryan Tannehill at the beginning of the year, we would have said he was lock solid safe. Yeah. Not safe. He's looked terrible. Trevor Lawrence, one of the greatest prospects to come into the league in forever that we thought was dynasty gold that you'd pay a million first for. He's currently he started every game. He's currently quarterback number 22 overall behind Jimmy Garoppolo and Matt Ryan, Daniel Jones, and Teddy B. Matt Jones, the highest fantasy rookie quarterback on a year with 17. And I'm with Matt. Like I would almost take. I think besides Trevor Lawrence, I would take two over every rookie this year. Easy. I would. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's an easy pick for me. Yep. It just, and he's starting to look better and better and better. He's locked in with yeah. Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. You're right. And you got to remember, he came with a devastating injury last year coming to the league, and he was banged up going in this year into the league. So he's just now playing healthy. Yeah, I had him on several buy shows that we did, like in the off season mm-hmm. and preseason and all that kind of stuff. I love him. The only caveat I will say though is the schedule got really, really easy these past few weeks. He has not had a difficult schedule, and he doesn't for most of the rest of the season. So. I just want to, I'm hoping it's not fool's gold. That's my only slight concern. 
You're right. And you, those are all those are all good points. Yep. So all right, let's get it. let's end the show here with a couple guys that Garrett, you want to ask us about are we on or off? We'll have to go that where are we at, Jared, for time? <clears throat> We're just over an hour. All right, all we'll right. do we'll do this real quick. We won't we won't go into deep analysis on this, but we have the trustometer. And uh, give me one to ten on how much you trust putting this guy into your starting lineup for the playoffs. All right. So ten being absolute trust. Didn't even have Set to think it, about it. Forget it. Why was he ever not in my lineup? Right. Uh, one being like he wouldn't touch my lineup with a ten foot pole. All right. All right. Yep. Miles Sanders. He has the twenty first best best strength of schedule for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um. I am in uh, Scott Fishbowl, but I feel like a five. Three. Yeah. <laughs> One. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the Two. usage they get to Boston Scott, doubling the red zone. Yeah, the red zone is what, I mean, if Miles Sanders isn't catching a bunch of passes, which I mean, he's not, he's not <laughs> he better be scoring touchdowns, which he's not even getting the looks. They're giving that stuff to Boston Scott. Yeah. Running back 36 it's, this week. Yeah, it's Rimek, very, He very scored difficult. seven points the previous week. Yep. Terrible. Yeah, I feel like a five. You're at a five, Matt. But you said three. Three. Well, what sucks is like you're. He's one of those guys because he is a starter. Like when Do you, you have own him, option? you put him in your lineup every week because you have no choice. At this point, with all of the injuries that are happening, you a lot no of choice. people are are forced and and yeah. they have no choice. But I feel like a three. Okay, doing it trust wise. Yep. All right, uh, Javante Williams. We know that he has that timeshare. He does have the fifth easiest strength of schedule rest of the season. Yeah, I feel. About a five, six, okay. only because he's he's a hardcore running back split. I mean, I know I, I know that he's the fifth best rest of the season, but that just spells more goodness for Melvin for Gordon. Melvin Gordon Melvin as well. Gordon's a running back one yep. weeks one through six on a season. Melvin Gordon was running back eighteen. Javante Williams was running back thirty five. Weeks seven through twelve, the seven second half. Melvin Gordon's running back twenty one. And Jonathan Javante Williams is running back twenty six, so he's taking a big step it's up. Closing, and Melvin's only taking a mild step back. And he's right. looked good. Melvin Gordon's looked good. He has. He's played well. I'll tell you what. You, you're looking for. We, he's been this way honestly forever. I mean, we kind of. I, I remember two years saying this about Melvin Gordon. Like he's one of the best values at running back in dynasty. People were trading for a first forever. He's he's still a really good value now. Yes. If they get rid of Javante Melvin Gordon after the season, which they will because of his price tag, and roll with Javante Williams. Melvin Gordon's going to get a job somewhere, and he'll be the main running back. Maybe it's the Miami Dolphins with Tua and Waddle on the up and coming offense. He will be on the offense. He's a good value. He's not that old yet. He's 27, so he still holds value. So I think Javante Williams is right in the middle of the road because it's a, it's a true timeshare situation, yep. and that's why. And as much as I love Javante, he is right in the middle for me. He's around, right around a five, and it's for the same exact reason. Yep. I I have been forced due to injury to, to start him – I, I know that he's capable of giving me, giving me 20 sure. points, but he's also capable of giving me like six. Yep. So we'll just see kind of where he lands week to week, but I don't feel – I'm not like jumping for joy that I'm putting him in my lineup. Rashad Bateman, he has the 21st most, most difficult strength of schedule rest of the season. One? One. One. Yeah. So you would One. you are avoiding putting him in your lineup basically 100%. at all costs. I'm not starting Rashad Bateman yeah. with that situation with Honest, that quarterback. I mean, honestly, in the few games that I've seen him, he looks like a good possession wide receiver in an offense that doesn't want to throw the ball an awful lot. I don't know what you want to do with that. That's what he looks like to me. The Marquise Brown's the number one look for Lamar Jackson right now. And honestly, it could be. I was going to say it's, it's, it's Mark Andrews and then Marquise sure. Brown and then Bateman and then Bateman. On the team you mentioned that doesn't throw the ball. 
a ton. It's just not going to. And then when he does, they do throw the ball, he throws four interceptions and still wins the game. And, um, but, Bateman, yeah. but Bateman's a move the chains kind of guy. You know what I mean? He's not, he's not, he's not, they're not getting him down the field. He's, he's catching these little under underneath routes. What is he going to get you? Three catches for 40 yards, maybe? Yeah. I mean, that's a one. Yeah. He's a wide receiver three at best. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, this is for one QB. Taylor Heineke, we talked about how well he's been playing lately, but he does have a difficult strength of schedule rest away, 29th most difficult. Uh, I feel like a solid eight and a half here. Okay, so you feel pretty good about Curtis him being Samuel a tough Samuel just came back. Logan Thomas just came back. Even more weapons for him. Um, running game looked good, so they get some play action going out there. That's going to help. It's a strong suit in the NFL right now. So I feel really good about Taylor Heineke. If I had to, if I had to start him over mm-hmm. like – however else is playing so bad i'm getting running back like i said over the last three weeks he's quarterback nine yeah so if i get if I, even on the, even from the second half he's quarterback 13 with his buy so you're getting low in quarterback so chance, one numbers chances are if you had like uh maybe drafted ryan Tannehill as your top quarterback yeah. for this year mm-hmm. you'd be playing him over ryan Tannehill. i play 100 percent be playing over ryan Tannehill. i i would be starting him over a lot of quarterbacks at this point in a one qb league my other roster strong enough you get if you're getting even low end quarterback one numbers that's good enough sure Matt, what about you? I'm a, I'm a little bit less less enthusiastic. I'm I'm six and a half. How about that? Okay. On him. Eight, not eight and a half. Sorry. Um, I'm I'm six and a half. I I just for him. I I always feel like there's that there's that sneaky like three turnover game coming or something like that because because he's capable of it. Mm-hmm. I True. Mean, it, but it it's not like he's as capable of it like as Ryan Fitzpatrick where he'll do it in bunches. But I feel like that could always be an outcome with him. Damian Harris, a similar situation to Javante where he's splitting time, Mm -hmm. but he looked really good early on in the season and pretty easy schedule, third easiest for the rest of the season. Where are we at on Damian Harris? I'm a solid seven the rest of the season. He's a split split time with Ramondre, but they run the ball more. Um, He's going to get a little more opportunity out there. Looks pretty good on the year. Like I said, the strength of schedule is really nice for him. So. And he's and he's the first one to get carries, so he's mm-hmm. the Melvin Gordon of the offense, sure, essentially. Sure. So yep. I feel better than I feel better about him than Ramondre, which might be like a three or four. Yeah, that might be in the same. He's, he's he's honestly, I feel a little less than Javante because he's less talented, but like he might actually get a little bit more touches than Javante too, though. Depends on the week. So yeah. yeah, and since it depends on the week, I feel like about a five also with da- Damon Williams. I don't I don't just, feel great about either nervous. one of those guys because you never know. I guess the wrinkle uh, that week that that Bill's going to come up with or or whatnot, just to kind of screw with everyone's brain. <laughs> just been screwed by that guy so much. So uh, let's go over to uh, the formerly Mister Reliable Jarvis Landry. He has the twenty third uh, most difficult schedule the rest of the season. How do we feel about Jarvis Landry? About a six. Okay. Um, That's way higher than me. It, the reason is, I know, but I think the reason to poop on is because the Browns are playing so bad. But even we saw this last game, he was heavily involved. He's number one target. They got no other really good options there in the passing game. I know they got Donovan Peoples Jones, but he's got a better rapport with Jarvis. Um, and then they're constantly fighting to stay in games. They have a real tough schedule with teams that have to compete, so they to throw the football. And they're going to find ways to get the ball in Jarvis's hand. He's one of their best weapons in the, he's their best weapon in the passing game. So. I think worst case, Jarvis is at least giving you wide receiver three numbers. So that's why he's about a six because I could start him on a weekly basis. I, th- I actually, thinking back on it, he probably is a six. He has scored over, uh, you know, double digit points for uh, over fourteen points these past two weeks without Odell there. That's massive. That's that, that is. If, that if is. he's giving me that, it's, it's a big he, change. If he gives me fourteen points yeah. per game, he's a nine. Right. You know what I mean? Like I love that. So it's it's so, a big change over what he was earlier in the year. Last but certainly not least. Mike Williams, we had the beginning of the year that was beautiful, and the rest has been a little bit tough. 
But he's got a pretty easy schedule, sixth easiest. Where are we at with Mike Williams for your playoff team? See, I, I don't know. It's weird that he has a uh, sixth best easiest schedule. I'm looking at Fancy Pro Strength's schedule from our analytics team here. Play the Bengals. They're supposed to be seventh best against the uh, wide receivers. Giants are 16th. Chiefs are 10th. Texans are 21st. Uh, and then week 17, the Broncos are 13th. So six is easy side. Okay, so that's where we're at. Here's what, here's what I got. I'm just going to read this from Cameron Copeland as well from our analytics team. He sent this over. He's worried about Mike Williams. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm putting my lineup every single week. But he said, Cameron Copeland, our analytics guy, is a little worried. Here's, here's what he says. First six games leading up to the bye, 9.3 targets, 83 yards, and one touchdown per game. His last five games since the bye, six targets per game, so 3.3 less, 49.2 yards per game, so almost 33 yards per game less, and 0.2 touchdowns per game less. He's only surpassed 39 yards twice in the last six games with one total touchdown in that span. His air yards have dropped from 305 per game before the bye to 247 per game after the bye. Herbert was throwing 6.67 deep passes over 15 yards per game before the bye, but only 5.2 after the bye. That may seem like a small drop-off, but it is a 22% decrease and nearly 1.5 fewer chances at big plays per game. You've been losing more often than not if you have started him every single week since his huge performances early in the season. But now he's simply no more than a streaming option. His schedule the rest of the season is not horrific, but it's also not good for a streaming option. That's what he says about Mike Williams. Right. So he's got a small downtick in his uh, his targets. And I'd like to I'd like to kind of I think not amend what he's saying, but I think move move the date um, of the of the change because they had the bye week in, in week seven, but they played the Browns in week five and he injured himself in that game. So week six even he had a, he had a bad week, only five five targets, uh, two receptions and twenty seven yards. That was. The, the week before the bye. So really it was, it was that Browns game in, in week five where he injured himself and he kind of hasn't been the same since it was a knee injury. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's starting to see his targets go back up. I mean, it was five, then the bye five, five, six, six, this past week was eight. So he is at least trending in the right direction. It hasn't been, you know, what it was obviously earlier in the year sure. where he was getting 12, 10, nine, 16 in, in the in the Browns game um I I as a you know obviously I am a Mike Williams truther everyone knows it right. um and I still don't feel probably more than a six and a half putting him in my lineup right now um and and it's because it's because the knee injury in, in my opinion and he just kind of hasn't been the same since then so we'll we'll see man I hope I hope he gets right and, and gets back to where he was earlier in the season but I'm just that's me hoping as a fan sure. that he does that, that, you know, that's, that's me using my heart, not my head. Um, Cause if I was just using my head, I'd, I'd probably have him maybe even a little bit lower than that. All right. That's it. So guys, again, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Another show. Uh, make sure you subscribe to that YouTube channel. Like we mentioned earlier, check out the podcast, check out the nerd herd. Well, you're checking out the podcast now. Um, check out everything we got to offer GM, all that kind of fun stuff. So we'll film, room. Next week. film room coming up. <clears throat> Almost wait. that time. We're about to put the rookies in the mock draft tool. So if you haven't checked that out, you haven't Can't downloaded wait. it yet. If you don't know, we have it. We have a we have an app uh, on your app store. It's the Dynasty Nerds app. Right now, it's a mock draft tool. We'll eventually be adding on to that. The, like the Dynasty GM will be on that tool as well. But right now, it's a it's a mock draft tool to do your startups. But we will be changing that 
to not change, but and the rookies here to do rookie mock drafts very, very, very soon. And, and I cannot wait for the that. list. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. See you next week. Adios.